Hello everyone and welcome back to another much missed episode of the TGR podcast. Uh, my apologies, uh, uh, we've missed a few shows. Um, real life has unfortunately intruded. I won't bore you with the details, but things so have occurred. Fault. It's all Darren's fault. Um, so uh, many apologies, but we are back and we're going to try and, uh, and, and be more regular this time. Unfortunately... In deciding to do a podcast this week and not putting it off for another week, it means we are a man light. But as with any well, team, well, you see, man, we are <laughs> we are that in short. We're that we, in short. We, are, we are an on-air personality short. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know what the wording for it is, but we are missing that. But we all know he's got about six. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're whatever that is. We're missing it. We're we had a man down, but like any team with a player sent off, we will just endeavour to work twice as hard. Although it does mean, uh, obviously, there won't be any of uh, me versus Dan in this week. So we'll just have more time to talk about the million things that have happened since there was last a show because there was tons of stuff that we can talk about. Of course, I, as always, am uh, your host, Rich Long, and I am joined by. The man, the mythe, the legend, Mr. Stephen Paulius. Hello. I'm unfortunately joined by him. And the, and the nasty chest infection. Well, I mean, if you want, the chest infection can be the third host for the night, but I feel like we're... You know what, we probably will get about as much insight from the chest infection as we do from Dan, and it's probably going to be... More. Yeah, yeah. Um Maybe the test infection will feel necessary to chime in. I'll let you deal with that. You can, you can be the steward of your chest infections uh, interactions with the show. Sounds uh, good to me, you and your mute button uh, <laughs> can can decide when it does and doesn't want to uh, to chime in. So, Stephen, how does your chest infection feel about hearing some news? It feels good. Okay, well, there was a game. Because you can't see this, I do need to tell you, Richard just shiggled himself at me. You know that I'm more than happy to shiggle myself at you (laughs) any time, bro. I know you are. Anyway, to the (laughs) news. News. So there's a little video game that's coming out very shortly. And as part of its release, there's a... Uh, well, actually, not huge, not as big. It's more, let's call it more of an expansion pack. And as part of its preparations for coming out, there was an ever so slight 18 gigabyte patch. 20 so, if you were on previous gen. Thank goodness I was not then <laughs> because the 18 gigs took me like an eternity as it was. I wanted to top myself when it kept telling me you've got 65 hours left to download. I'm like, please, heavens no. It was even funnier last night when we were sitting having a chat about it and deciding like this is what we're this is what we maybe want to maybe chat about and things. And I sent Richard a picture and mine said eighty gigabits. <laughs> At one point, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like it kind of changed and it went back down to seventeen gigabits. And then said, oh yeah, you've got 122 hours. On the plus side, though. They're justifying that 18 gigabyte very well. Um, I actually, before we started doing this, had a quick look at it um, so I could see some of the changes in person. And I know that you'll be able to offer your insight as a veteran of uh, Destiny uh, 1.0 at least. Uh, let's let's stick with, I guess, calling this 2.0 because that's what appears when you first log into your character. It's the changes in 2.0. And there's a lot of changes, so let's just kind of go through them. Let's start with the dink. That's a pretty sizable change, so let's start with the dink. The dink's gone. No more. I dink. love the dink. I know you do, but I'm afraid you're not in Destiny no more. Well, I mean, it just means some of my Destiny time will have to now be taken up by that other show that he's on. That, um, what's it called? Yeah, he's he's gone. I would imagine probably because reasons of practicality. Because at some point during the uh, expansions uh, for season one, someone realised 
it's not that easy to get a, a Hollywood actor back in the voice section every every time you you have a new piece of content to release. Well, there was no need for those extra pieces of content. It was a waste of time and a space filler. Well, down below maybe, but I mean, I heard the other one's good. It's all great. Like, it's some extra things to do. You can pick up some extra bounties, but there's some good loot in it, is there not? It's all right. Like, and, there's uh... nothing. In the wave-based survival mode. Yeah, it's good fun, but it's nothing that they couldn't have added in a patch rather than a, here's some DLC. Here's, pay me an extra 20 quid. Oh, look, we've got some more crap DLC. Here's another 20 quid you have to spend. Oh, what's that? You want to continue playing Destiny? Oh, well, you need to spark out another 40 to 50 quid for the Taken King! Yeah, I, you know, Bungie, I feel like, have had not a clear idea in their head through the whole process exactly how this is going to work. I feel like they've been figuring it out as they go along. And yeah, they've definitely made some missteps, but I'm hoping with season two it's going to be a lot better. I've um, seen people figure out their sexuality quicker than Bungie have figured out what to do with this game. Now, come on, Darren's not here, so don't talk about him, okay? He's not here, so he can't speak for himself. So just don't, you know, don't talk about people behind their backs. We just talk about them to their faces. That is our rule. So yeah, Nolan North is in now. He of Uncharted and like half of the video games ever made. Um, is your oh, new ghost. And um, I've seen some comparison footage so I could check them out side by side and not a massive difference. Here's a question though. I don't know whether you know or not because obviously I've not played about with it yet and the the DLC hasn't gone fully live. Uh, I'm sorry, not expansion. The answer to your question is yes, I do and I am strong enough. Well, other than uh, do you believe in life after love? (laughs) Um... Is it, have they replaced all of ghost footage from PA? Yes. I can I can tell you that uh, with certainty. They went and they redubbed all the original stuff. It's not just taking King VO that will have him replaced. Northern North is now, if you start a new character from the start of the game all the way through to the end of Taking King, you will have Northern North. What happens if I go back with my current character? Will it still be Dinky? Nope. Dinklage is gone forever, and by downloading that patch, you have removed them. Like, there is no way to get on without the patch, and the patch will automatically replace all of the dialogue from the beginning of the game to the end of taking. So, that, that's where the 18 gigabytes has come so from. So, that's probably a lot of 18 gig, to be fair, although there was a lot of other changes. So, just kind of briefly, the leveling's changed. Light is uh, not really related to your level anymore i was going to say it's not relevant it's entirely relevant but it's not related to your level anymore yep so you just level up with xp all the way which they should have done at the start which makes more logical sense the light system was really kind of random and confusing and it just felt like a giant random number machine that you were just pulling an arm on like I, I certainly struggled with it. I felt like it took me forever to get my first piece of light, and then I got like two drops within a space of a few hours. I was like, "Well, how's that work?" Yeah, but see, my thing is like, see if it maybe correlated to the number of hours you played, the amount of kills you had, and and things like that, and that that kind of helped that randomness drop down the chances to get something decent. But it didn't. I done the the wave based survival part, and I done that. Mm-hmm nine times in a row I got equipment I already had it was already or it was all lower none of it was usable for me and that's using the treasure keys and now it's like oh, well see if you'd actually just waited like six months it wouldn't have mattered anyway so why have I wasted hundreds of hours playing this game for you to then come back and change it don't tell me it's because they didn't know where they were going with it don't you dare don't you dare right because it's a flawed system they knew it was flawed from the start and it's a flipping joke. I wasn't going to tell you that. I was going to say in response to you saying, why have I wasted so many hours on this game? I was just going to say, because you're an idiot. That works. uh, That's the logical explanation I can come up with. But Uh, I do do find it slightly irritating that I know know there's, there's someone I work with that's played Destiny for a total of 36 hours, and they're level 34, 
I've played hundreds of hours. I'm level 33. And uh, it's just not working. Well, maybe the changes will be something that will make you... I'm not going to say, you know, thrilled with it, but maybe you'll be more comfortable with where the game's at. Um, there's changes to the defensive kind of stats for all your armour. Um, I noticed that the quest system's totally changed. There's now a separate tab for all your quests. You can store more of them. I think you can turn them in without going back to the bounty board. Yes. Um, but... I'm not 100% sure. I, I did turn it in without... I find that you're lying to me. Gonna... Well, I'll, the reason I'm not comfortable is because it was the last thing I did before I came on here, and I don't know if it let me turn it in because I was already on the tower, uh... or if it would have let me do it anyway. I didn't have time to experiment, but I did turn in the quest from that menu without actually going up to the bounty board, so it might be you're just able to turn them in anywhere now. So the, let, let's move on to the coolest looking thing that I've seen from it. From the pictures of the update, okay, and that's the new classes, and the new classes look pretty cool. I really like the one with the bow and arrow. I think that looks pretty awesome. I thought we established uh, in Call of Duty Black Ops that you don't do bow and arrows in video games because I rocked that bow and arrow, and you were like, "Nah." I just I didn't enjoy it, but yeah, you I think it, war machine. Yes, I did. I had the war machine, but in terms of the bow and arrow. See if it works cool. I'll learn to use it. I because don't if it's like the golden gun, right, for the hunter, then what I tend to do, not James Bond. That is the gold gun that was in Goldeneye. Come on, man. Try and keep up. Um, with the golden gun in Destiny for the hunter, I only really use it for the bosses. I don't use it for, oh, let's just get some extra light. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I know that there's someone that maybe has a better superpower weapon thing. <laughs> superpower uh, away! Exactly. Um, and they maybe need it. So, like, it could be, for example, one of my Destiny um, friends has the self revive thing. So, I always try and make sure that they have that self revive before we go in to fight a boss. But generally, I only ever use my golden gun for the boss. So if it's a bow and arrow, and the bosses are this big, then I'm not that worried. Yeah, and as you say, golden, golden guns. You got me doing it now. <laughs> Bows and arrows can be can be really like fun when they're implemented right. I don't know if you remember uh, Crisis, but I remember the last Crisis. I think it was Crisis Three. I had a lot of fun with the bow and arrow in that game. I do. I remember pretty actually. Pretty I remember attempting to download the beta. And that was, I know. I know. You're just the word attempting there. You really <laughs> landed on that. They're like, I attempted so that, much. That was that was when I had no. I did. I went in. I downloaded it. I made sure I was there the minute it became available. You fed the rats that power your internet. It was the hamsters. Yeah, it was. They were all dying. It was cold outside. There was some snow. They were struggling to go around that wee wheel. It it just wasn't going well for me. Well, Stephen, do you know what else doesn't go well? What's that? Whenever Warner Brothers games release things on the PC, because having endured like a horrid backlash um, for Mortal Kombat's PC release, mm-hmm. um, Batman came out not that long ago, actually. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people were pretty jazzed about that. And then people who had Batman on the PC were greeted by a flaming pile of garbage. Yep. I, uh, I do not understand this. I don't understand like how every Warner Brothers PC game is launching so broke right now. Because they're broke it. But but how like you've got so much QA, how is this still a thing? Like, come on. I'm not saying that bugs won't occur. I'm not saying that problems don't happen. Yeah, That's why patches exist. Just ask any publisher, Steve. Like, this is why patches exist. And it's fine that stuff will slip through the cracks. Of course yeah. it will. There are a lot of things that you just simply won't know until you have like three million people banging on your servers. Just ask Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how is every PC game that Warner Brothers released completely wasted? This is bizarre to me. I just, I don't understand. I, I don't, I, I've never quite understood it because 
Warner Brothers used to, used to be one of the biggest companies in America, and in a lot of ways they still are. They had the Animaniacs, I mean, what else do you need to know? Exactly, but I, I, I don't know who's sitting in their game design studio, but I'm pretty sure you could employ Darren to do it and it would still come out better. And that's I, something. I respectfully disagree. If you had Daz do the PC port of uh, Batman, I'm pretty sure that he would just start emailing people who pre-ordered it with like a picture that he drew that's just like the Batman logo that just says, I am Batman underneath it. And Batman. There you go. I'm Batman. Exactly. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what they're up to in that studio because it works fine. I, I, I've got it for the the PS4 and it's a bit complicated um, when you're playing it. There's a lot of combos to remember and unless... I couldn't just turn around to Richard and go, okay, there's the controller. Away you go and I'm near the end of the story. Here's the controller. Away you go. Richard would just look at the controller and go, I don't know what to do here because it would go to move something and it wouldn't happen. He'd go to drive and he'd hit the wrong buttons. I still hit the wrong buttons when I drive that stupid Batmobile. <laughs> right? So your right trigger moves you forward. Your left trigger doesn't break. Yes, I said doesn't break. In fact, that puts you into fight mode. Okay? So when you use that left trigger, it suddenly slows you down, puts you into a battle mode where this cannon thing comes out and you can shoot things and you can strafe left and right, back and forward and diagonally. However, it doesn't work when you... Yes, Richard! So, I have a, I have a question for you then. Speaking of, just while we're, we're on the topic, did you think... What did you think of their decision to put the kind of... the hover kind of tank controls on the Batmobile in order to get out of the... Like, we can't make this control like tightly enough if you know what I mean to have yeah. it work in these kind of scenarios so screw it we'll just have it transform into a hover thing for a bit I, did you I think that was a yeah. decent compromise or were you like nah no I didn't like it because in every Batman film I've seen and I've seen almost all of them there's only one that I haven't seen have you even seen the like the really rubbishy nineties? Yeah, was it Batman and Robin one. Yep. I think that was the one with yeah. um, Halle Berry as Catwoman. Yep, exactly. Oh, um, bad. Exactly. Now, when you look at it, you're either in dark and dingy rooms, but whenever he's in the Batmobile, it's alleys that he's going up that are tight. It's a really big tank thing, you know? Tank things tend to not come in, like, uh, the road-approved sizes. I get that. But even for the Batmobile that they've copied, it it doesn't fit in the game. It's it's like you've taken, when you were a kid, and you you made this kind of wee racetrack, you had all your wee cars, and then your friend comes in, and he's like, oh, I want to play as well. And he brings his cars and he puts this massive remote control car down against your wee Hot Wheels car. It doesn't fit. It, it was badly proportioned. I don't like the controls of it. I get why they've put the hover mode thing in. I do. I understand it. But the controls of it, just you have to stop and think about the controls every time. And so, that's not ideal, obviously. I know, because it, it should come fluently. Mm-hmm. When I play FIFA, I don't think, oh, what button shoot? I instantly know that it's circle. Right? And then you instantly hit square anyway and probably shank it into the stands. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, exactly. Right. What I choose to do with that is entirely up to me. Right. You know, that's your call. Surely it would have been easier just to have someone... Why... If square's your break, why not have square as your fight mode? That that could be your fight button. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it, but that could be the fight button, and that, that puts you into your combat mode. But with this whole idea of having to hold in L2, so that as you advance further on in the game, as your Batmobile becomes more leveled up and you become more leveled up, there's more buttons to press, there's more things to do. But the entire time you're having to hold L2, 
it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah, and let's be honest, there's not really much excuse for that nowadays in gaming. It's like, particularly with most games having incredibly customizable controls, it's like you shouldn't really have to be holding down R2 or L2 sorry, the entire time just to make those controls work because otherwise you end up with the misshaping claw configuration of your hand and then afterwards for like the next half hour you're like, I can't feel my fingers, my wrist hurts. And then it works out that the, actually the only the only things you can properly move is your thumbs, and you're just like you just sit as if you've got a broken gun shape in your hand. <laughs> it doesn't work, and the Batmobile doesn't fit down the streets properly. It's impossible to control. And in terms of video games these days, if you want to cross over. And I know Richard's going to go, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. But GTA <laughs> have managed to, I'm not saying it's perfect, but at least they knew that they're part of the car control was going to have to go into it. And they focused on that. It feels like the Batmobile was added as a, oh, fans will love this. I don't even think it was necessarily fan service. I think it was just a where do we go from here kind of thing. They were like, mm, we need to, you know, change it up. We need to move exactly what they should have gone somewhere. To improve it, what they should have done was improve the graphics, improve the combat feel, tighten it all up a wee bit, and then ship it out. There's no need for the Batmobile. It's like an added extra that you need to go and do bits in to continue on with your story. I don't like using the Batmobile, so I'll actually, I'd rather glide about the city Popping from crane to building, building to bridge and whatever else. Even running along the streets is flipping more fun than it is driving the Batmobile. I'd rather take, I'd rather spend out of two hours playing it, 45 minutes running from A to B than spending the five minutes driving the Batmobile because it's that horrible. And there you have it, folks. Big thumbs down there from Stephen. But you know what? I feel like we should turn that frown upside down, Steve. And I don't know if you're <laughs> not that bad. So that's just creepy. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen's smiling creepily at me. I know it doesn't play on audio, but um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm watching you. I'm scared. <laughs> people dial two nines and if you get a really odd like message in the comment section of this dial the third nine don't yeah. actually don't actually people <laughs> yeah. get arrested for that in america please don't do that oh you wouldn't get arrested for that in america because you wouldn't do anything because that's not the emergency services number in america <laughs> oh you know what i mean oh schooled so i don't know if you're familiar with the uh, pollsters yougov Stephen. nope Okay, YouGov are kind of major pollsters in the UK. They do polls to find out just about everything. And they did a poll of the great British public to find out what was our favourite video games. So I'm going to run down the top five. If Crash Bandicoot's not on that list, someone's going to pay. I'm going to run down the top five of the UK's uh, favourite video games uh, at the moment of... I believe this sample was 3,300 Britons. Okay, so number five. What would be your guess for number five? Rayman? No, it was The Sims. Mm. Okay. Okay, so far so happy. So number four. Um, I'm going to take a guess. I mean, there's all going to be guesses for you because I have the list and you don't. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, this is Richard's part. I am going to take a guess and say Candy Crush. I can understand that logic, but in at number four with a bullet, it's Call of Duty. I thought that would have been higher. As did I, but this list was full of all kinds of surprises. So number three. FIFA. Correct. Oh, hey! For Mr. Paul, yep. FIFA came in third with 7.5%. I thought it would have been a lot higher for FIFA. Yeah, but I think it's one of these things, you know, they have to get... Like, when you hear the winning of, um, percentages, you realise, like, how wide the vote must have been because the winning amounts to gain uh, to gain the top three places are very small percentages in the grand scheme of things. So there must yeah. have been a very wide amount of votes. As you say, some people going with classics and other people maybe not so much. So in at number two, the uh, runner-up... Spyro. Uh, nope. Uh, Battlefield? No, no. 
Well, I know it's not WWE because that's at the bottom of everyone's Christmas. You know it's not WWE. No, it's uh, edging into second place with 10.6% uh, of the vote was Grand Theft Auto. Okay. That's, that's interesting considering when it came out, it was the most anticipated game of the year. It was the highest profit in game of the year. And uh, they'd made their money back on pre-orders before they had even sold the game. It was certainly one of the biggest entertainment releases of all time. I don't know about profit margins. Like, that's a whole nother... Before it, before it launched, it had already made more money than they'd spent on the development. So, True. True. the fact they made a profit before they sold the game and made a full retail profit on it tells you that it, it's got to be at least in the top three for the most profitable games. Well, the the winner number one's got to be up there as well, though. So, number one... Crash Bandicoot. Nope. It's got to be Crash Bandicoot. If it, not, you're it lying. Is, it is not Crash Bandicoot, and I'm not lying, and you'll find out why I'm not lying in a minute. As soon as I say it, you'll, get, you'll go, yeah, of course it won. Try to think of what uh, what other people play. Minecraft? I, You know, I can follow that logic, but no. That, right, would, right, that makes perfect sense, but no. Don't know. The winner, the UK's most popular video game, Drumroll, please, with a minuscule eleven point three percent of the vote, it's Candy Crush. No, but seriously, it's Candy Crush, and that is that is why I kind of very carefully worded that to say that yeah, um, at Rockstar's GTA, their open world magnum opus, was definitely the biggest selling entertainment release of all time, but. Knowing the figures for Candy Crush that go around, it does get a lot of profit. Like, I mean, they've not actually done mm, much with that. No, no, but they kind of don't have to because it's a virtual machine that prints them off huge wads of cash that allows them to build a Scrooge McDuck style vault that they can then jump in it. Yeah, exactly. No, fair play, fair play. Okay. Yeah, I was a little surprised you thought it was lower down the list than that because as soon as I saw that it was at the top, I was like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I should be honest, I'm just throwing guesses out. I can, under- out I can understand that one out of five was really good uh, and you did get that one right name but wrong order. But when you think about it, considering that like everyone and their mother, like my mother plays that game, like of course it's one of these ones that if they couldn't think of anything else, you go, oh the Candy Crush, I play that sometimes, there you go, boom. So. Yeah, that's true. Fair play. Fair play. Now, to the UK, I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah, but it's the UK, we're regularly disappointed. I mean, for some reason, people voted a Tory government back in with a majority, so I've been disappointed for a long time now. Yeah. Go sit in the corner and think about what you've done, United Kingdom. To the rest of the world. Northern Ireland. To the the rest of the world. Let's move on with the rest of this podcast. UK, you stay in that corner and you think about what you've done. Because not only, I'm not angry. No, I am angry. (laughs) But I want you to know, I'm disappointed. You're disappointed. And you've not just let yourself down, you let me down. And you've let Darren down if Daz was here. Exactly. So you go and you think in that corner. No, don't look at me. Look at the wall. And you think about what you've done. So while um, the UK is collectively sitting in the naughty step. Corner. Step, corner, whatever super nanny technique you've decided to use in this scenario. But lucky um, I'm not going for a flipping, I don't know, name me a killer and a Go with that one. Uh, orange. And while the UK is sitting in the corner and, and it's uh, and it's shame, um, whilst we were gone, uh, Gamescom happened in Cologne in Germany. I don't know if there's anything we wanted to specifically pull out of that. It was a lot of kind of stuff that we expected and that we knew we maybe saw a bit more of uh, than before. I will certainly draw attention to... Um, crackdown, which we were the first real look at the next crackdown. I don't know if it's crackdown three or just crackdown. I feel like it's been referred to as both, but oh, it looks amazing! Oh, I want that game. I was never, a, looks, I was never a huge so crackdown good. fan, but and that's why I don't like you. So impressive. I know you love me. 
it looks so impressive like the destructibility of the world just yeah it looks so good like i could yeah i could have some fun with that game um another big talking point from gamescom sure and one that has i've that's been talked about by many of my friends if i had any well the voices inside your head do count so yay i have four friends <laughs> um no bob shut up just now i'm speaking was world of warcraft oh yeah that happened didn't it mm-hmm. another expansion and it from what i know and what i from the people i've spoken to and things that i've read it's actually split the warcraft fan base I wouldn't say it's down the middle, but there is quite a large percentage of fans that, as much as they enjoyed Warlords of Draenor, they were a bit miffed with Pandaland and other decisions that have been made by Blizzard. The fact that another one's been pumped out a year on uh, from the last one is is kind of getting a bit repetitive for the fans, and they like knowing that they didn't quite know when the next expansion was going to come out, that a lot more thought had been put out into it, whereas just now it feels like, okay, so we're we're paying our, our 10 bucks a month to play, and now we're also having to spend an extra £50 a year, and that's just to be able to play, plus you've got any added costs and anything else that might get added into it. But some of them are really excited by the new class, and... Um, Here's the the big question for you though. Do you think, you know, given that we're kind of seeing the Steam definitely run out of the engine of WoW and that it's, you know, we're past the kind of point where it's slowly chugging along with the point where it's now gradually grinding to an eventual halt, do you think it's kind of run its course or do you think there's still life in it yet? I think there's still life in it yet and the fact that the fan base is the lowest it's been and it's at 5.9 million or 5 million or something like that. That's still some amount of money. And until that drops below, anything below 1.5 million, they're still going to pump out expansions. They're still going to make you pay for it. And it's, for me, I got fed up playing it. And it's not because I didn't like the people. The people that I met online on Warcraft were lovely. They'd, some of them were a bit weird. Some of them were absolutely lovely. And again, it just came down to, at that point, I couldn't afford to continue playing it because it was taking up my entire life. I was having about three hours sleep. I would literally go to work, come home, play Warcraft, eat dinner, playing Warcraft, take the laptop away into other rooms to go and still continue playing Warcraft wherever I went, and then went to sleep about the back of four in the morning, get up at seven. If I was up earlier, I would log in, double-check everything was cool, maybe try and run a dungeon, go to work, come home, play Warcraft. I was even downloading the apps on my phone to bid for things and the auction houses and and it just wasn't worth it. Yeah, there's a reason it's World of Warcraft and it's because it can do that. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I loved playing it and it was good fun. But at the end of the day, it's more and more money is getting spun to it and it's becoming really expensive to actually sit and play it. And I just got... I just thought, why am I spending? Because at that point, my other half played it as well. So there was a, do you know what I mean? It wasn't just £170, it was £340 a year we were paying for Warcraft. Yikes. Yep. For £340, you can go out and buy a car. Not a very good car, but you can go out and buy a car. That, that, would, pay, that would pay the majority of a mortgage a month. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were spending a year on a game. Yeah, not even like a platform for many of them, but one. Yeah, just one game. And that's, I mean, I'm not including the cost of having to pay for my internet to be on, any upgrades I need for my laptop. You mean your internet? You forgot the air quotes. Sorry, internet. Um, that's not including extra payments for things like 
if my laptop's not working. I even went and bought the other half a laptop at Christmas so that she could continue to play it. Yeah, I remember that now, actually. I, I still don't really know why you did that. Was that not the purple one? Anyway, yeah, yeah, she wanted the purple one. She got the purple one. She smiled. I was happy. She left me alone. It was all That's cool. That's not true. You were never happy. And then, of course, she was like, oh, you should try try the new expansion since you've not bought it yet. And she gave me this laptop. It was running Windows 8. And I didn't like Windows 8. Nothing worked on it. I was like, "What? how do I work this? And I, I just... I don't know whether her laptop put me off it or whether I just didn't get the appeal. But or whether, in truth, it was a bit of calling me and a bit of calling me. I blame the laptop. You would. But speaking of, of blame... Or um, to the end. Yeah, speaking of blame, there was a really fascinating story about blame recently where... I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> well, I think you are familiar with the Dead Island series. Mm-hmm. Um, publisher Deep Silver recently took Dead Island 2 away from Jaeger the people that were developing it that's the Spec Ops Line developers for, yep. for those who are, are, are unclear they said something about it not being up to their standards, it took away from Jaeger and no one kind of really knows anything else since then and it's a very bizarre situation the whole thing it did so you think it's dead? I think it did I think we'll see it eventually, but it might not be anything resembling what it looks like right now. And I'd be fascinated to know how much of that original thing that Jaeger worked on is going to be given to the new people and how much of that is going to be in the one that will come out. I think we'll see it eventually. I think it's a big property for them and I think they will want to get it out there. But I'll be really fascinated to know how much. My worry is, will they rush it out? (laughs) If it it comes out, will they rush it? It remains to be seen because they could easily just push out the door, but you know that doesn't benefit them. And then I don't know. Exactly. So it's a big ask. I don't know. To be honest, until we see more about it or hear more about it, we can speculate all we want. Hell, we could say it's been abducted by aliens. We can speculate all we want. We still don't know anything. We're not going to know anything. Stephen. Mm-hmm. I heard that the game has been abducted by aliens. You heard it. You heard it first here, folks. You heard that here. Keep that one. In fact, no, don't. Share that on Twitter and let's see if we can get a reaction from them. In fact, let's tweet them just now. Yes, come come to us for all your conspiracy theory needs. Exactly. Let's tweet them just now and see what they've got to say for themselves. I, I, I you know, I'd, I'd prefer that you didn't while we're recording. Maybe if you want after, that's on you, but you know. You remind me I need to do that then. I will very much remind you, mostly because I enjoy you making a fool of yourself. It's my primary mode of entertainment at this point. It's only because Darren's on holiday. That's definitely part of it, yeah. yeah I'll give you that. Exactly. Um, oh, by the way, I think we should also well remember, we should also say congratulations to him and Nicola um, for actually, I should explain, we know that, that um, our Darren got engaged. Um, we're, we're not quite sure whether she's absolutely crazy or is actually crazy about him. I suppose we'll find out in the years to come. But our theory is she's crazy. Well, my my theory is just that uh, you don't know what I won't, I won't share. Don't say theory. pity. Don't say pity. <laughs> <laughs> I I was going to say ignorance being blessed, but uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, know. otherwise he'll end up um, he'll end up trying to kill us. Um, in a, a similar that, that is, to be fair that's going to happen anyway I'm pretty sure that's how this story ends at some point is with him yeah. wielding an axe over both of our dead bodies and screaming yeah. it was totally worth it as a dragon away yeah exactly I'm I'm going to find it more interesting when he sees this podcast um, is he to quite, oh, sorry hears this podcast to quite what he's going to say um, I'm pretty sure he is probably going to kill us because he's not been here to defend himself and we've kind of when has that ever bothered you before? 
But I, th- I do think you'll kill us in the same way that uh, Konami seem to be having a wee bit of a fight on their hands just now. Do you like that segue that you're riding in on? Oh, yes, I do. I'm riding right in there. Woohoo! Yeah! So, yeah, Phantom Pain this week. Big game. Um, and a game that somehow managed to herald the end of Kojima being around Konami. No one quite seems to know how, when, or why, but he's been given the swift boot now that the game's finished. Yep. So a lot of questions are coming in there, like why did he go, what's that all about, and what's next for both Konami and Kojima? Like Konami have already said they're going to keep making Metal Gear things, so what does that mean? And then what does Kojima go do now? Because, I mean, he's a giant human sort of fireball ball of crazy, so. Um, I heard Rockstar's looking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> someone else had actually already made uh, that, that joke that Kojima would be a perfect fit for Rockstar. And they kind of really? already, and it, someone already said that. I'd actually heard that said this week earlier. And I was like, they kind of have a point. Like, there's a, yeah. Like, there's a cross-section of overlap of, you know, company and and, and producer here that, that No doubt he'll end up at an Activision-based game anyway. All. It'll be an Activision published game he'll end up at, I think. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Activision would see him as too much of a risk because as, as good as the Phantom Pain is, and I've only heard good things, and apparently it's doing quite well for itself... You know, he does come with a huge reputation of being a guy who blows massive budgets and makes these big crazy decisions and is very much kind of the the auteur, if that's how you pronounce it, um, kind of guy that has his creative vision and no one messes with it and he is the big kind of, like, like I say, he is this big, very large-on-life character and... I don't know if, if a lot of the places like Activision or Ubi would want to take that on. Um, I think Activision would, and I'll tell you why. why? They own half the gaming industry. I mean, they've got it's the Somewhere down the line, somewhere down the line, sorry, they've got their finger on every pie. They've got the resources, but they also have the bean counters who kind of sit there. And you know the, the exact type that I mean. They're the ones that sit there and go, let's make another Call of Duty this year. And let's annualize Titan. Oh, my tent falls EA, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you shut up. You shut up. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're the very definition of the safe playing, you know, bean counter. So as much as they have the ability to do that, I'd be a little surprised if they did. Not massively, but a little surprised. See, I wouldn't be, but we'll see. I mean, another company they might end up going to, since they're looking apparently to expand their their horizons, is Blizzard. Hmm. He could really work at Blizzard. Maybe I've heard they I've have heard, the money and they're crazy to do it. Mm-hmm. I've heard Microsoft be floated, and I could see that. Like they're certainly, you know, they are looking for reasons to push their platform. I could see it as a Microsoft exclusive. Come check out this new game, exclusively designed for us by. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, that would that would make a certain amount of sense. Um, but I think. Even if you go back to the PS1 and the PS2, Konami was a huge name on everything. Frogger was Konami. Exactly. But now you just don't see it the same way, and that that's a shame. But Konami have that kind of the Asian side of the market kind of down because they, they do produce a lot of games out for Asia. Um, and I think that's where they kind of... They keep their fans happy there. I don't really think they're focusing on Europe and America is the same. Yeah, you might be right there. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of companies that are kind of like, like Sega becoming a little bit like that. I mean, you look at a lot of stuff like Fancy Star Online, which I'd love to check out, but take no European or Western release whatsoever for that. Yeah. Um, however, I think for Sega... They need to focus on one market to get the profit up before they can then look at expansion. Because yeah. they don't have the, they don't have the same bankroll that Microsoft and Sony and 
Blizzard or Activision Blizzard now have. Activard, as I call them. Yes, exactly, Activard. I like that. But they don't have the same bankroll that they used to. No, no, absolutely not. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that kind of ends up in the future. Exactly. There's a lesson for you, folks. That's an absolute lesson for you. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. The new uh, PlayStation update has been announced. Ooh. And there's some pretty snazzy little features on it. Um, yeah, I will let you to see what the features are because I'm in the beta, so I don't know if I'm allowed to see. Exactly. Um, however, I did. I have seen a couple of articles posted today about it. Um, one was events. It's a basically it's a hub that's been added. Um, it apparently gives you some kind of overview um, of the games that you play the most, as well as like any kind of official broadcast about that game. So. For example, GTA over the weekend had a double XP on races. That would come up as an update on your events hub. Um, Another one you get is YouTube Live. That's going to be one of the new ones. Um, I know that I know some people that have kind of looked at it know that YouTube are are still coming to grips with it and, and making it work and it's there's a few bugs and a few yeah, issues. No, yeah, the bugs are quite sizable. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure Twitch and Ustream also had those bugs. So oh, yeah. we'll get there with it. Yeah, I mean, it's YouTube. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Exactly. Now, PlayStation always keeps saying it's for the gamers. <laughs> right. So with that, they have, the, they have what they're calling communities. So you're able to create communities based around shared interests, like games, genres, and more. I don't quite get how that works. Well, I can I can explain it to you in an analogy. Uh-huh. Like you and about 10 other people that have one of these will understand. It's the Meverse. Right, okay. It's basically the Meverse. And you and the 10 other people uh, that... The only be you will know what that is. Will know what I mean when I say it's basically the Meverse. Right. Okay. Um, pretty cool little thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't share videos to Twitter. But if you share video clips to Twitter, you can share 10 seconds of video clips. Yeah, that seems kind of like a very secondary kind of thing, but the, the community thing seems kind of cool if it, you're in a situation where it allows you to interact with other fans of that game that necessarily aren't on your friends list. So if you wanted to do, for example, as we were discussing earlier, Vault of Glass, you could put an LFG in the community. And yeah, that kind of thing. Um, And if you're like us and one of us buys a game before the other... And if you're like us, then God help you. Yeah. There is now a new thing. Rather than your friend having to stream that game live to the entire world and have your whole chat publicised everywhere or having to share play it, you now have a request to watch. Yep. That's a thing, apparently. (laughs) It's absolutely a thing, apparently. Now... I discussed this next one with someone else earlier on today and they came up with quite an American style to introduce this part. Are you tired of typing out your messages to your friends? Do you like sending pictures of thumbs up and smiley faces everywhere? Well, you can do that now on the new PlayStation 4 update. Yes, that's right. Putting stickers in. Stickers! A word for Facebook chat. I get enough stickers from you in Facebook chat. I don't need it on my PlayStation. Um, But quite possibly one of the biggest things that Sony have maybe quietly been working away on in the background with their clouds is your... Yes, exactly. The clouds. Clouds. Air quotes, clouds. Clouds. Where all our data goes and it's safe, according to Apple. Um, <laughs> um, has actually increased from 1 gigabyte to 10 gigabytes. Yeah, and that is a very useful um, 
change because even with what I've had, I was occasionally getting the error of like, you're trying to save too much to the cloud. I'm like, really? Yeah, I actually turned off saving to the cloud because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And it it was that way where at that point as well, when I turned it off, to be fair, my, my hamsters were running my internet. Yeah. So not only am I trying to upload a save file, I'm trying to download a patch. Yeah. And it doesn't exactly make it a fun experience for you. No, it doesn't. I've definitely found that, yeah, the increase in upload has already helped. I'm getting error messages a lot less because I've left it on automatic and it's just, it works a treat now. And it's it's nice to have the backups because save games can become corrupted. I don't know if you've heard of this thing called The Crew. I don't know if you know this, Stephen, but I happen to have a perfectly good save game that the game seems to have chewed up and spit out. Is that what's happened to it? That's my current theory, by the way. But I, I don't know, I've not been back on it to check because I don't really care enough to go back on it and check. Maybe I will at some point. But what are you going to do when the new expansion comes? Uh, download the old one off the cloud, and if that doesn't work, then I'll probably just, you know, go cry in the shower in the field position. So a casual start night for you then? No, that's what I do on Thursdays. Oh, have you switched up the schedule a wee bit? Yeah, yeah, it was too headache otherwise. All right, fair enough. So yeah, that's the update seems pretty cool. My question is, how long will PSN be down to install said update? Yeah, that depends uh, how busy a Lizard Squad going to be that week. I don't know. We don't, have we got an exact release date for that patch yet? And I'll tell you how busy I am in there. <laughs> I don't think there is an exact day on at the moment. No, I think they're just saying toward the end of the year, probably November-ish, I think. Right, so they'll break it in November. It'll break again in December. And then what? Merry Christmas! So yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, I don't think there's any housekeeping, so... Hopefully it will not be as long before the next episode. Hopefully we'll be back to every couple of weeks now. Um, and until uh, next time, it's goodbye from Stephen. Hello. You're an idiot. <laughs> I can't do anything right. I'm just goodbye. Gonna... And I it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Night, night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I stay now. There's a door. You feel free to use it. I stay now. I clean.